This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 340 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Uh, welcome today. We have our second interview of this 2021. I mean, usually yeah, we are like year. four or five. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bad year for interviews, but, uh, but we have a really special guest today. I'm so happy he came on. This is one of those failing up situations again that we always have. And it, and just like anything, if I don't get the interview in like the first two weeks, I'm never going to get the interview. Um, <laughs> and this happened really freaking fast. Anyway, fast. today we are here with a director, writer, um, kind of an actor because he's been in some of his own films, uh, Bao Tran, who is the director of The Paper Tigers on Netflix right now. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for coming on because we have so much to talk about about this movie. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, first, we were just talking offline. We got to ask you about the hat, and you'll see uh, later on that'll come into a little bit. Uh, it'll be cooler that you're wearing this hat now. But what, where is that hat from again? It is from Lust Jitsu. It's our uh, kind of a in- independent brand, clothing line, apparel brand, uh, designed and owned by uh, our action director Ken Kitagua. Mm. Oh, cool. Nice. Very very cool. I've um, seen you. I've your some of your press stuff has that. Oh. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen your uh, pictures online with that hat. Yeah on. yeah yeah. If if you give me free stuff, I'll wear it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep uh, that in mind. I'll we'll keep, keep that, that in mind because we got we got these little hey. gems. All so right. yeah, they're, they're real nice hats. Uh, about I have to tell you, man. We this movie came out of nowhere for us, and we we like a lot of martial arts movies. Um, and just movies in general, we nerd out over stuff. But this particular movie, I mean, when we saw the trailer about a month ago, uh, we were just like very curious about it and a little skeptical and all that. Cause you know, a lot of these movies are kind of the same and, you know, and then we saw it and we we're like, this was awesome. I mean, we had such a good time watching this and it brought us back to our childhood in the eighties. I think you should, you grew up in the eighties, I'm sure. And, uh, and it just reflected a lot of those martial arts movies that we, that we saw. Um, you know, some of these, some of these movies, they approach martial arts, like they zoom in on the fights, there's quick cuts, uh, they rely on wires and technology. Uh, but this film really shows kind of like the importance and, and, and kind of like the purity of what martial arts truly is. And, um, how important was it to convey that, uh, to the audience, like the, the, the value of martial arts? Yeah, I mean, thank you for the kind of words. Uh, it's pretty, it's been pretty crazy kind of, uh, for us, it's been a long journey for, you know, we've, been at this for 10 years to try to get this movie made but uh you know it's fun to see people discovering at different stages in in time so it's very cool that you were able to kind of plug in uh you know basically a month ago which is great um yeah yeah, and the martial arts is just kind of a key element for us uh you know all of our all of our producers and me and our action team uh you know martial arts is kind of the passion for all of us along with film uh, so it was really important for us to kind of dial in and kind of get that right and, or at least be accurate and fair to that culture because there's so much, um, richness, you know, in martial arts culture that we often don't really see in the broader, 
I guess you would say in the mainstream world, you know, sometimes maybe the most you might see of martial arts is, is, is in the form of mixed martial arts, uh, which is great, but you know, but there's also, you know, there's just so much more, you're barely scratching the surface. Um, and there's just so much more, obviously all the different styles, but also culture and the values and, 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 and the ethos is just really important. Also just kind of like, uh, the things that you would only know if you did martial arts as a, as a kid or as an adult or, uh, all that kind of like, uh, for for us at least it we can tie it to kind of key moments in our lives in terms of growing up you know key stages of, of teen years or younger years or adulthood uh we can certainly tie those to certain milestones that we have in martial arts and uh so that's that's the whole kind of way of life that we wanted to show and reflect i i don't have that i never learned martial arts growing up i was more of the jock i played football and sports instead all right. um but uh but martial arts was huge for me just because it was the only way I could see myself on screen. So, you know, growing up in New York, um, or I'm sorry, New Jersey, uh, we would get, you know, the, the feed from New York, but it was, uh, every Saturday morning it would be like, or Sunday, it would be WPIX channel 11. It would either be those Kung Fu movies, you know, the badly dubbed mm-hmm. Kung Fu movies, or it would be Godzilla, right? <laughs> so like those were the two things that yeah. I remember yeah. from my childhood growing up. And, <clears throat> you know, much later on, uh, when I got older, I kind of gravitated towards, a, you know, a lot of the action that was in theaters and stuff. So, of course, that was nothing, you know, but white people. And but then my dad around my teenage years showed me because I, I was like praising Mel Gibson, which is kind of funny now, <laughs> but praising Mel Gibson like that. He's a great action star. And so it was like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And my dad's like, they're not real action stars. They're just acting. I'm like, yeah, but still they look cool. And then he's like, let me show you this guy. And he shows me police story from Jackie oh, Chan. Yeah. And the best. he's like, he does all his own stunts. I'm like, ah, what's the big deal? Right. And you obviously being a Jackie Chan fan and all of us here being a Jackie Chan fan, it's a big difference watching an American action movie and then watching a Jackie Chan movie and certainly starting with police story, right? Like, I mean, that is probably in my top two, top three action comedy of all time, which I got to say, even though that's like in my top three, on Rotten Tomatoes, you kick their ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're the top. I don't know what to say. Top, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is crazy. Yeah, we we, we saw that list. Yeah. It's a very esteemed list, and a lot of my favorites too. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, you know, uh, everyone has a favorite. So we're just happy to be in that conversation. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, like they have movies. We just look. We just reviewed t- Paper Tigers uh, last night, actually, mm-hmm. and we're going to release it side by side simultaneously with this with this uh, podcast. And we were looking at the list and we're not just talking like action comedy from the last 20 or 30 years. We're talking all the way back to freaking Buster Nin- Keaton. 1927 yeah. or something like that. I think yeah. was the, the yeah. I mean, yeah. you beat out Buster Keaton, Jackie Chan, you even beat out like Marvel <laughs> movies. You beat out Thor. I mean, that's crazy. Crazy. Right. Yeah. Like I'm just, I mean, I'm just a viewer and I was just blown away. You writing and directing it and then seeing that that's fucking nuts. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty it's a trip. awesome. It's a total trip. I and mean, again, it's just like, uh, it's a, it's to be, you know, in that conversation is just already just crazy. Cause all like all those movies, I, I saw the list like midnight run, you know, even not a Kung Fu movie, but oh. great action comedy. It's like, you know, yeah, all right. those yeah. incredible movies in that list. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we are just, you know, just speechless, really. When, <laughs> when you saw that, cause I remember seeing it from your, from your Twitter account mm-hmm. that you were number one. I was like, holy shit. But we really didn't look at the list until last night, <laughs> uh, when we were reviewing it. Yeah. And I was we just like, what? Completely, <laughs> like, I was blown away again as a viewer. What did you do? Did you like, pop a cigar open, <laughs> pop a bottle of shit. Like, what did you do? Did you like, did you screenshot yeah. it? And now that's like your wallpaper yeah, on your totally. computer. All over. All over. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't cover this wall yet. You didn't see that. I'm, yeah. I'm cover, I've got yeah. three, three other walls and they're just plastic. You right blew now. it up. Yeah. You just blew up the <laughs> rotten tomato rating. Right? Number yeah. one. Yeah. I go into a bar. I just slap down the, you know, the, the, the promo flyer I printed out for it. I expect to eat and right. for free. You're you like, give me free drinks. On forever. Get like, pulled over by Give me police. free drinks, I beat Thor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Get out of free jail. Get out of yeah, jail, yeah. please. Maybe, maybe jail, you don't yeah. know. 
I don't know, officer. Maybe you don't know who I am, but I beat <laughs> Midnight Run. Deal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I I beat Midnight Run and Buster Keaton. Exactly. Yeah. What's that? Like, who's Homeland Buster Security. Uh, I yeah. have the number one. Yeah. I'm not going. Here's here's my quick security check for exactly. TSA. Here's my exactly to show yeah. them the rating. No passport. I mean, it was um, crazy. Like we, we've seen. Like I've seen a lot of people um, tweet about it online, mm. and it's. I mean, I want to say it's gone viral, but I don't know if it has because I'm so in the 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 community of loving this movie, Great. right? So, like, I have it sitting there, and I really want a lot of people to watch this goddamn movie because it's so funny. It's so good. I love I, – oh, actually, here's the one question I had when I watched this movie, and I, this is before I even read anything on you. Right. Cause we always internet stalk people when we, when we, before we, before we interview people. Um, the first thing I thought about when I watched this movie, uh, it was like maybe nine minutes in, into the pool scene fight. The second that Danny pulls his hamstring when he's kicking, I was like, this guy had to have watched Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> Because it was funny, but it was like realistic. We were just saying this last night that the fight scenes are so like we were saying last night that all these Hollywood type movies, it's always like, okay, they kind of suck in the beginning. It's like like Top Gun or Days of Thunder, right? They always have this like low thing and then all the end they're, they're going to win, right? And that kind of does happen here, but everything that happened in between, even the fight scene was like he didn't rise up and like you know like Bruce Leroy and had mm-hmm. the glow at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know no. if you watched the mm-hmm. last. You ever watched the Last Dragon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So like he didn't have the glow at the end or anything like that. The whole but, Hogan. Yeah. Right. He. Uh, but he. He had this like he pulled his hamstring and I fucking died laughing because it was so funny that that's what would happen. He didn't stretch. He didn't warm up. He's in his freaking forties. I'm. In, we're all in our forties oh, here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. A, you look like you're way in better shape than we are but even if i wasn't in good shape and i went out onto the football field i would pull a freaking oh, hamstring <laughs> and the fact that he gets his hamstring pulled and he gets knocked the fuck out is hilarious to oh, me man i was i was crying so that jackie was so chan funny. was like the first thing i thought about when i was watching your movie because and that that kind of thing happens a lot throughout the movie and it was like it wasn't like comedy just to be comedy it was funny and realistic like when they're fighting carter that's funny shit mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, like like when uh, Jackie Chan would like he'd hit somebody and he'd go, oh, you know, like ah, you know, like it, it hurt. And I'm like, yeah, that's what would happen, right? Or you at know? the end when he <laughs> when he just fucking starts running around and he gets <laughs> winded bricks. and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so funny. Run it out the clock. <laughs> how many how many action comedy movies do you know where the hero of the movie just starts running from the bad guy at the end? <laughs> Right? Just fucking runs. Yeah. Like imagine Rocky three, right? And he's just <laughs> he's running just around the wing from Clubber. From... <laughs> I pay to see that. I would pay to see that. Or he does it with Drago, he just starts running around the fucking <laughs> ring. Catch you if you can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's I I cannot sing this movie enough praises of how fun it was. How and we always find movies that every year that just come out of nowhere and this like is one gem, of those movies right? oh, yeah. yeah thank you and 10 years that's crazy mm-hmm. at least we know yeah. you're persistent yeah it's, right? if anything <laughs> i got that going for me <laughs> <laughs> well, well with all those big budget movies and stuff to compete with how did netflix like sift through all that to find this gem like how did you do that yeah you know it's it's one of those things where it's you know you kind of throw it to the universe and and then things kind of catch uh i think for us we just wanted to be you know heads down and do the work and just be able to try to you know focus on making a really good movie and a movie that we'd want to see and the movie that you know we think our friends would want to see and uh just focus on that and then kind of all the all the other stuff kind of will follow you know that was kind of the belief and uh for netflix they come in you know we had Wellgo as our distributor we you know kind of uh they're really well known in in martial arts space and 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 you know the the genre stuff but you know what i think what they really liked was they just loved that it was a a universal story and not just kind of the martial arts thing so they really kind of leaned in heavy uh for us for our, our release you know we opened in theaters in may and uh we we've been on amazon and itunes and and um, blu-ray and dvd and not until netflix you know up until a couple of weeks ago so 
we've been doing the work and it just kind of takes yeah. a while. And I think like you were saying, kind of like whatever yeah. the viral means or whatever, <laughs> you know, a lot of that stuff is literally <laughs> out of your hand. Like it's out of your hands. You don't really know. But all we know is just kind of like do when we meet new people, we talk to them, ask them to talk it up, share it. And then, you know, hopefully it just kind of starts building, building and snowballing. Um, So this is where we're at. And, you know, we have a lot of work to do, it sounds like. And we still want to get it out there as much as possible and get people to talk about it. it. I was dead. I wasn't blown up. I wasn't blowing smoke up your ass when I said I wanted a sequel with all those guys, all four (laughs) of those guys together. Because, like, when I. I've watched it two and a half times, mm. and now that I've seen it twice, as I was going through it the second time, I noticed that I loved all four of them together. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of the chemistry. Did you have them sitting in a room when you were casting? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, funny enough, I mean, we're I'm in Seattle, and we actually ended up right. shooting this film in Seattle. So those guys are based in L.A. Uh, Matt, who plays uh, Carter, lives in, uh, uh, in uh, Albuquerque. So we had, you know, oh. kind of just been doing online auditions or and just video. And it wasn't until we had maybe uh, a week of rehearsal, about six weeks before the shoot, that the first time they were all in the same room together. And so we just kind of like threw them right in into it and with rehearsals. And, and we did a lot of improv and just had them, you know, uh, uh, bringing them back as teenagers and what they were like then and, you know, having them behave. And it was just super funny to just kind of watch them start to find those relationships you know, because the way we see it, it's like Carter is almost a fourth tiger because, but, it, you know, he just tries so hard and can't be a part of it. But they'll they'll slag on him and they'll give him all this crap just the same, you know. And it's just funny to watch him trying to push back and he stands up for himself, right? He's not a pushover either. And so it's just that whole dynamic of them going back and forth. And, you know, just watching them was like that dynamic was in play. I, I remember us doing like this improv where I said, okay, just imagine you're back to your old days, your teenagers. And, uh, uh, imagine like Danny, you're gonna, you're gonna fight Carter on Saturday, but it's Friday night and you're, you're going to McDonald's, just the three tigers going to McDonald's and suddenly Carter walks in to go get a meal too. What are you guys going to do? <laughs> Knowing that you're going to fight tomorrow and now <laughs> you're going to, yeah. And it was hilarious and they just ran with it and they, it was just literally just watching kids, grown men act like kids. And that was, you know, That's basically awesome. that seed and what we, you know, try to put into the film is that these guys, for all the years and experience that they have, they still kind of regress back to you know yeah. who they were. So it's kind of like that. I love. Uh, I I don't know how your upbringing was, but I, I did mention this, you know, in 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 the message to you that like growing up, like I I didn't have any real Asian friends. My first my first Chinese friend or Asian friend really wasn't until college. Mm. It was the very first time in an Asian friend, um, and. I loved the fact that it was Carter who learned Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he and, learned Mandarin, yeah. And Danny and, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Danny and, Hing, uh, Hing, 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 Hing didn't Hing. fucking understand Chinese <laughs> or, yeah. or, uh-huh. you know, didn't under, and they're like, just fucking say it in English. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I was like, I could relate to that because like, I can't speak Chinese. I mean, I could the, really honestly, and it shows how much of a fat ass I am that the only Chinese Chinese I speak consistently is ordering dim sum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all you need to know, right? really. In life, right, that's right. All yeah. Like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I need that. You know, yeah, like, just... um. So, like, that's that's my not like I understand it. You know, if somebody's speaking it to me, it has to be Cantonese. But I just thought it was so funny that Carter knew Chinese and the other two Asians did not. They, did, they, they were just did like, that. I don't fucking know what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's a vibe that we also want to get into. Uh, you know, this guy who put in the work. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't throw shade at it because he put in the work after all these thirty, twenty, thirty years later, and these guys, the 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 tigers, really have nothing to show for it. And so you have all those dynamics. Of, yes, he tries too hard. Yes, he's like you know way way overbearing. But you can't you can't deny the time that he's put in. And so that, I think that's what makes it really interesting uh, between all four of them, and that's the interplay. So it's not just too lopsided or one sided in any way yeah. they all have reasons to be who they are and they all have reasons to give each other crap uh for 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 all those things so yeah how much of the improv made it into the final cut oh, did like a lot yeah a lot and that's the kind of the process that i had i just kind of let them run usually i'll let them do what we had in the script and then okay we have that and now we'll do like a couple takes where you kind of uh can be free running 
a bit and they start coming up with re- responses. So now you got to shoot the other side, you know, when you flip the camera over right. and get their response. <clears throat> so we just kind of let, right. let them run. So it's a bit of an organized chaos thing, but I, they definitely, you know, punched up and, and helped or, you know, that vibe because, uh, you know, only they can do those things. Like you, some of those things you can't really write. You have to let them kind of embody that character and, and, and just see how, you know, the other guys just rubbing, rubbing them the wrong way and they're going to respond in their own <laughs> way. And you have to let that how, and just be there to capture that. How, um, how difficult was it to cast? The young, the teenage year, and then the older versions of Danny Hing and Jim. How how'd you do that? Yeah, it's a bit of a or challenge. How long did it take? Yeah, I mean, like, so ten years—that's not a lot. Of, that's a long time. So we actually had shot uh, <laughs> this movie in pieces, and because we had to keep raising money to do this, oh and, wow, over and over. I did yeah. not know that. Yes. Yeah, I knew you guys did the. You guys actually, from what I remember, you. Correct me if I'm wrong. You shot the teenage years first, yep. and that's what you showed around to get funding for the rest of the film. Yep. Oh, yep. wow. Right? Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. So, and then, so like, what's, when you said you shot this movie in pieces, I'm thinking of like garbage $200 million fucking Hollywood movies. <laughs> like that, Suicide Squad, the first one? Or, or like Justice League, cause like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the first, the, 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 the what's his face's version of it? Not Zack Snyder's weeding version of uh, of Zach of Justice League is absolute garbage. It's just absolute garbage, yeah. and it's two hundred and fifty million dollars or three hundred or four hundred, whatever they spent on that money. And I'm guessing yours was not even close to that. Oh yeah, it might have been just for <laughs> their catering was oh, yeah. probably more than your budget. Very, yeah, and <laughs> and they have all those people involved, all that money, and they produce that piece of shit. And then you have to shoot this movie over 10 years and it's the number one action comedy. Like seriously, this is a big middle finger to Hollywood. Yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. It's a big number one finger. That's all we're saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. And just kind of pulling back even more when we were trying to pitch this and, and go to LA and Hollywood, we, we did try to do this traditionally, you know, try to get this money, uh, where there's a lot of, uh, you know, studios or smaller studios that we, we'd be able to fund it. Uh, they loved the idea, but they wanted to change the cast. They wanted to change all of the cast to like white people, and they wanted to put I, you know white movie stars. So at that I point, that. yeah, it, so it was crazy. Yeah. And so at that point, we just said, okay, thanks, but no thanks. We just got to do it our own way, and that's when we did Kickstarter. That's the, that's that's the best we way. Raised, yeah, it is the best way. We could have used some of the money sooner than later. I wish <laughs> well, it happened on a shorter timeline. But yeah, well, no, it's, but it's yeah. hard. It's hard for studios to be like. Okay, we're going to give you the money and leave you alone. Yeah. They always have to always. you know, stick their fingers in always. it. And sometimes if they just would leave you alone, I mean, you would have came up with this, I'm sure, in a bigger budget if they gave you the budget. it just I'm sure the movie, the heart, everything would be the same. It just might be punched up a little bit or something. But No, I don't think so. I don't think you needed that. No. You didn't need no, that at I all. I, think I don't no. think so. Yeah, you, it turned it, out it, perfect it, the way it is. Yeah, so, I mean, there was a lesson for ourselves as far as, like, <clears> defining who we who we were as filmmakers and what we wanted to make. So that's, that's all that process of learning, self-learning. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we just eventually went to, to cast. So, you know, to, to your question, how did we cast those three generations, if you will? Like we shot those young portions early on a year and a half, not knowing anything or how, what's, what lay in store for the rest of the scenes. Oh, wow. And so we shot that and just finding, you know, uh, and made a trailer out of that and pitched it around and raised the rest of the money. And then we found the rest <clears> of the guys <throat> casting through casting <laughs> Um, and again, just it's a really narrow line for us because I'm really happy with all the cast uh, that uh, of all the ages and what the that fine line is guys or guys who could act and do martial arts at the same time and do both really right. well. And that's a very small sliver when you that's actually tough. think of it because a lot of times, you know, sometimes they lean maybe towards just the stunts and they kind of don't really focus on acting. So there's that. And then there's people who act who can't really do martial arts at all, at all or no interest in, in doing it at all. And so to find, you know, very specific roles uh, and actors for, you know, three sets of ages is, is you know, we kind of pulled off the hat trick. So, you know, even when we finished the film, we were just happy we could even pull that off, uh, let alone, you know, how, whether people were going to like it or not, at least we pulled it off, you know, so. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, I, I hate that in sports movies. Uh, yeah. Have you ever watched the movie The Program? Mm-mm. Uh, it's this James Conn college movie, right? Mm-hmm. And this, like, Heisman leading candidate it, it, you yeah. definitely know he's never thrown a football in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. when it's they different. pan out, he looks like a professional quarterback because you can't see his face, right? Yeah. But when it's close up, you're like, this guy has never taken a snap from center in his entire life. 
Um, and that even happens in bigger movies yeah. like uh, Major League. Uh, the guy who was a big uh, Christian in the movie. Uh, I oh, forget yeah, his name. He, yeah, he, he could not throw that. for shit. Right. Yeah. Luckily, Charlie Sheen could. Could you imagine like being called Wild Thing and you don't know how to throw a baseball? You can't <laughs> like, fake uh, that, right? Like you can't fake it. I mean, even Iron, in the movie, Iron um, right, <laughs> Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Jerry Maguire, right? Mm-hmm. When when uh, O'Connell played the number one draft pick, and you saw him throw a football, you're like, no, he's he's definitely not. Yeah, he never Jerry, played before in his Jerry life. Jerry O'Connell never threw yeah. a football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's really tough, you know, to try to find that accurate, you know, and portray because you're trying to do justice to the characters, obviously, too. Um, and so, at least these guys were willing to train. If they weren't up to like up to where we needed them, they were willing to, you know, put in the time. And that's the that's other awesome. side of the coin too, is that they they wanted to to make themselves look good too, but also it's a kind of looking bad. And so the other side of the coin is there were a lot of actors we went out to, and I'll tell you here, it's that they didn't want to do it because they're like, well, I, you know, I lose these fights. Why would I, why would I want to do that? Like it did not oh, compute you know, oh, the story oh. that they didn't want to look like the hero or they looked weak or anything. It's like they, they could not compute, you know, what the story was and what we were trying to go for. And so, so you would never get the rock in this movie. Uh, well, we, I didn't ask him. Loses. I didn't ask him, but you know, if, but rock always has to win. If he in says his movies. something like that, then it's probably not the best fit, you know, you know, yeah. and yeah, so it's, it's, it's not easy. We were really threading the needle in terms of trying to get, you know, people who were locked in and, and knew what to do, or at least, at least gave the right attitude and, and, you know, were giving us the tools to succeed. But, you know, if, if not, it's it's really hard, and that's how that's how tight that was to pull that off. No, the the cast the cast is perfectly casted. Yeah. Even, I mean, Perfect. you've got some major talent in this movie. Like you really do. I mean, did you even think Andy Lee was going to be blown up like this when you when you hired him? Like, <laughs> I mean, he is amazing yeah. in this movie, and I literally had no idea, even though I was paying attention to everything. That he was gonna be in Shang Chi, yep. I had no clue. Yep. But then when I saw this movie, and then I saw him on the red carpet recently, I was like, "Oh shit, that's the same guy." Yep, yep, yep. yep. Right, like <clears throat> because he is very. But oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. So in the movie, those three guys are faking like they know kung fu, but they're all self-taught. Mm-hmm. Andy and his brother Brian are the same way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you write it that way, or did you put it in that way, or put it in because of them? It's funny. I mean, Andy, Andy would tell me after he's like, uh, thanks for, you know, having this part fit us so well. It's like, I don't know if you're making fun of us or you're like having us in the movie. I was like, maybe a little bit of both, Andy. Uh, That's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, he's, he's super sweet in real life. Obviously, you know, give him a little attitude in this movie, but uh, they're very sweet. But, uh, I think it's a generational thing because a lot of, uh, people like Andy and Brian kind of learn through the internet. They don't really have a Sifu and that's a reality. And for whatever reason, because also, you know, maybe martial arts is a dying art and, or the traditional martial arts is, is a dying art. So there's not a lot of access. Um, but also on YouTube, you can find tutorials on anything, not just, right. you know, tricking or martial arts. You, you have that, you have this, you know, library and this wealth of knowledge here. And so what does that do to the younger generation? If you're not willing, you know, maybe it's a lot of work to kind of go out and find a master when you can just, uh, you know, find out and learn, you know, from these lessons from their fingertips. So uh, that's kind of a broader thing. But yes, Andy and Brian, make no mistake, they put in the work. You know, they did. They studied. Oh, definitely looked like it. They, yeah. They <clears throat> diligent and they took it to that next level. And to me, so what I see is like that, you know, to the extreme level. But, you know, it was interesting to see a kind of parallel. Uh, and, you know, I think it just kind of fit for them as well. Oh, he was. I didn't know he didn't know. Like, I didn't know he wasn't actually, you know, he didn't have a master or a Sifu. Mm. Like, I didn't, I had no idea. Cause when you watch him in the movie in that pool fight scene, he's freaking ridiculous. He's all he's over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He's all over yeah. the place. Yep. Um, of course, like, did I know he was going to blow up? Uh, yeah, of course. I'll take credit. <laughs> uh, we were, I've, I've tracked his work. You know, they've been, they've been, you know, toiling away and putting stuff on YouTube and Instagram for years now. And so I always knew that I made a short film with him. And our action director, Ken Kitagua, uh, called the challenger. So it was, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So the show fight, I, I knew like he was, had talent, you know, even five, six years ago. And again, that was part of the journey, uh, trying to make this movie. 
And, uh, yeah, so Andy was always uh, a talent. So to me, when I see him kind of blowing up or kind of hitting that next level, I'm just like so happy for him because it's all deserved. And it's, this is just the next chapter. And I think, uh, you know, people are going to flip out to see what he does. Uh, I'm going to remember that's the guy from Paper Tigers. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's the first time I ever saw him. Is, that's right. Isn't that... Speaking of next chapter, Bao, do you have, are you working on something now in the pipeline? You're- Always. Yeah. We're, I mean, we've been on the road. Like we're a bit of on the, on the uh, dog and pony show right now uh, yeah. with the movie. We've been screening all across the country. So uh, we're nice. just jetting back and forth and trying to meet as many people again, getting the word out about the film. But yeah, in the meantime, yes, definitely think about next projects and next, next, uh, next steps. Uh, it's really kind of like chicken or egg. You know, if this movie does well, then at least, we'll be able to have a little momentum to be able to ne- make yeah. the next movie as well. Um, obviously we're, we're getting a lot of uh, great feedback and fans uh, is great. But again, to knock on these doors for money is a different thing. You know, they're, they're going to find yeah. a thousand reasons why to not get involved. And even when you just present everything that you're saying, you know, on a silver platter, you know, they'll find a reason to say no. So it, it does, it's still going to be an uphill fight. I, 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 I mean, this is, tongue-in-cheek when i uh tweeted you about like marvel needs to take a look at this film (laughs) tweet more tweet it more but i I was i was (laughs) i was serious because of the way they go about finding directors and finding these like small independent people that know how to tell a story which is the most important thing because the best comic book movies or these big budget movies are movies that just happened to have superheroes in it, right? Like mm-hmm. the Dark Knight was a cop thriller that just happened to have Batman in it. Um, the Winter Soldier was a great spy movie, you know, that just happened to have Captain America in it. And, but they all understood character. They understood story. And we were talking about this last night in the review that your storytelling in this movie, I thought was great because you didn't dumb shit down for people like it completely tracks that you see carter get his ass beat in the video twice right he keeps coming back so you know that dude is persistent he doesn't do it he's not like the typical like johnny lawrence dickhead he just wants to do martial arts and be good at it right so when he you see him later on You've like mentally, subconsciously, you've already filled in the gaps that this dude, after he got his ass beat and these tigers went away, that he went back to work and tried to make the best of himself forever. And it tracks that he would learn Chinese and all this stuff, right? And you didn't have to sit there and force feed it to, to the audience. So like when I tweeted you that about Marvel, I was dead serious because that's the type of storytelling that is lacking nowadays. Um, when it comes to these big budget movies, right? Other than, you know, Marvel movies. Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot, please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. That whole VHS scene is so goddamn brilliant. I swear to God, like I've I probably watched that part multiple times because it is such good storytelling. Because that's all you need to know for the rest of the film who these guys are or where. Yeah, um, and it's just done. It's just it and it makes me laugh too because I love how Sifu's just like okay, you know. Now that you know martial arts, like let's let's treasure it, let's protect it, whatever. And they go out and just fucking fight everybody that they they come across, which it cracks me up because I'm like, yeah, that that definitely what would happen for teenagers, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for teenagers, yeah, for sure. They want to strut their stuff and shit, uh, but it told you everything you needed to know, and it was done so well. And you see a lot of these movies that just they don't have that type of storytelling. They have to feed force feed you like Vic says throughout the whole film. And you're like, ah, like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, but this, you didn't need to do that. You're just like, just put it out there and then just follow these characters around. And it was a great, like buddy, you know, uh, movie, but at the heart, you have a father and a son, of course. And, uh, there's just so many things about, it. you didn't need to have a leading lady and this and that. It was just a really good, like solid, 
uh, film. And I showed my kids, you know, after this, I think the first time I watched it, I had my kids watch it with me the second time and they fucking loved it. They they totally got it. They understood it. So, um, that's cool too. I really appreciate that, that I was able to watch that with my kids. So I love the VHS part too, because you would put graphics up there mm. about like Danny versus Carter. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, and like growing graphics. up, yeah, yeah, growing up in the, you know, growing up in the eighties, my dad did that shit for my like high school football games, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he would put that shit up there and I thought, okay, this guy gets it. This guy, <laughs> this guy grew it. up in the eighties. He knows what VHS tapes are, VHS camcorders, those gigantic fucking boom boxes that you had to carry. My dad carried that shit around through Disney World. Like those big things. He had to carry like a big briefcase of freaking tapes. I love it. Oh my god. It. You gotta digitize so, yeah. it. You gotta capture. You gotta transfer that all over. Oh, I already did. Oh, I, I did transfer it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's on the computer. Oh yeah. I like it's, but it has those graphics on there, yep. just like the VHS tapes. It's got the the timestamp yep. on the bottom, and then all of a sudden, the right in the middle, yep. it has the the graphics of what we're doing. Like the, the like, <laughs> there's Magic activity. Kingdom. Yeah, here's Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I'm sure you have a couple parts where you know he, lens cap is on, he's still recording, and it's just rushing oh, yeah. against his shoulder. And, there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of watching us walking from behind, yeah. like he's standing back there videotaping us walking through this just for like just tw- ten minutes. Hey, did your did your did your dad do any of that shit? Oh, like, yeah, with well, the... definitely. Yeah, we could say. Okay, that. is this an Asian thing? Because my dad videotaped us eating. Did your dad do that? Like dinners, that. like I don't know but like like that. Chinese New Year dinners. Oh, yeah. Did he do yeah, that? The brain yeah, not not the everyday meals, but yeah. No, 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 not everyday, yeah. but like Chinese New oh, Year yeah. dinners. He would just set the camera yeah. up and hit record. And I'm like, you're re- like even as a kid, I was like, why are you you're recording like, are you as doing? eating? Yeah. Like we're just eating. Yeah. See, he was on, you know? he was on that mukbang train. Even yeah, he, yeah. He was a he had so much foresight. You know, he knew what was coming around. Yeah, exactly, right? He he was before Instagram. Yeah, like, exactly. who the fuck wants to watch us eat? Yeah. <laughs> right? Now he can, 20 minute now Instagram. Now you should sell video. that. That's like retro mukbang and you could do vintage well, mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Cuz I mean, he still did it. He did it like when he visited That's like funny. 3 months ago. Oh yeah. With, but this time with his fucking iPhone. With his iPhone. Right? <laughs> it's just yeah. gotten smaller. I love it. Better yeah. quality. Yeah, but he still uh, filmed us fucking eating. <laughs> That's great. I kind of want to forget. <laughs> so it's not it's not just my dad thing. It's an Asian thing. Oh, That's yeah, good to know. Thanks. That's good. Yeah. That's oh, good yeah. to know. And the narration, so, the constant narration. You know, like <laughs> describing, hey, say hi, oh, and all that. Yeah, yeah say hi. Like yeah. always telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, basically everybody in the video is always like, get that thing out of my face. I don't <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Nobody was like, nobody ever was like, you know, played up to yeah, the camera. Exactly. Everybody was like. <laughs> And you would get like real in close if you were taking a big bite. <laughs> See the pimples oh, on your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you talked about earlier how, you know, they wanted to put, you know, white actors and stuff in here, which, you know, drives us absolutely bonkers when they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Do you know? I mean, are you able to tell us like, do, do they have people in mind to play these roles? Oh or, yeah, I mean they would just throw they throw they out did. you know tons of names. There was Bruce Willis, Nick Cage, and all these all these actors were just what like the you shit? know because there's a space they you know what they do they have these lists of names they know okay. that are bankable and can it's like this insurance actuarial table <laughs> like they have values defined to each actor and, wow. and you know they'll break down and it wasn't just one meeting it was a, it was basically a slew of a culture really a whole Hollywood culture that this is how they do business. And, you know, you know, who's in it and what the stars, what's going to kind of, what are you going to put on the poster? Essentially, that's the way they look at it. And so it's just, it's so, you know, cart before the horse, to be honest, uh, that it's just, it does, it didn't make sense to us. And it's still, did they read the script that it's got martial arts? Yeah. I mean, you'd you'd be amazed. I guess you shouldn't be amazed that you you have all these meetings when they don't even read the material. They don't. They have no wow. idea what they're there for, and you know they're who knows. Maybe they had a hard night, uh, you know, the night before. Who knows? But they have, <laughs> they have, you know, it, it just seems they don't, they don't come with it, and which is like aggravating because you're trying to do something, you're trying to find people that believe in you yeah. and 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 trust what you're doing. It's your passion project, yeah. too, man. It's exactly. Like, 
Oh, God. I don't know. I think Nicolas Cage would have been interesting in this movie. Oh, my God. I'm a martial arts expert. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I like Matt who's playing Carter, but having Nicolas Cage as Carter might have been kind of interesting. Oh, that might have been interesting. Right? Oh, they wanted Carter. It would have been the lead. They want to change the lead. And that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not happening. Plus, he's not 40 years old. He's way older than that. Way older than that. Like, he would have looked like the fathers of the other two tigers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you did get you did get a uh, um. I think his name was Paul, right? Uh, no, not Paul. Uh, where is it? Uh, Ron. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh my God, he steals the oh, show. Yeah. He's fun. Holy shit, does he steal the show every time awesome. when he beat the shit out of Andy in the in the pool, and he just fucking loses it. And he just starts throwing him into the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He is so hilarious in that movie. I yeah. didn't like. I don't think I've ever seen him in that type of a role. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't. And either. his timing was great. It was it really was good really comedic funny. timing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, really he, funny. He was really excited. He's a friend of Yuji Okamoto. It's Yuji Okamoto is who yep. plays the waiter Chosen. and Chosen. Yep. He's all, he's yeah. one of our producers. So yep. He, oh wow. He had reached out to Ron and with the script, and Ron really loved it. So he was actually one of the first to kind of come on board. Because uh, Ron, if you kind of tracked his career, like he's played a lot of heavies, a lot of dramatic roles, and a little bit more kind of like uh, menacing roles. And you yeah. know, he was like, "I'm waiting for a comedy." Like he's a funny guy. Like in person, he's more closer to like King than you know all the roles yeah. that I've seen him do. So he's very happy-go-lucky, very uh, uh, you know, very boisterous and and fun. So it's it's really cool to kind of ha- give him that opportunity with this film to kind of be able to kind of stretch those muscles. And, and you know, show a side of him that a lot of people haven't. Like he's been in the industry, and even people who have worked with him, uh, you know, have never seen the side of him. So everyone's stoked for him to be able That's to be so in this cool. movie. So we're happy for him as well. Yeah, he definitely he was definitely a scene stealer. I mean, one of our favorite <clears throat> scenes was um, the first time they see. Uh, I think it's Andy in the hallway and in, in the in the alleyway. Is it Andy? Oh or the God, Philip, 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 and they Phillip, run. Yeah. And they run. King falls down, and then the camera pans, and Danny's just out of fucking breath, like 10 steps later. I thought that was so fucking, I was like, oh man, we're gonna get a chase scene, you know? Nope. It, real life, you're 40 years old and out of shape, you're gonna fucking, you're gonna die. We were laughing so hard. We're like, oh, that was such a brilliant camera move. Thank you. We're expecting like, a whole chase, and he's just like <gasps> middle aged. Oh, oh, so good, it's so funny, <laughs> but it's not like slapstick where it's like no, no, no. It no, doesn't make perfect. any sense. It's like these guys are out of shape, man. Like <laughs> this is exactly what would happen. Although I did get a little bit of point break when Hing went down with his knee. Oh yeah, like a, a little, little oh, uh, Johnny, Keanu Reeves. Johnny. The only yeah, Johnny Utah when he his yeah. knee gave out. <laughs> the only thing he didn't have was a gun. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what was what were some of your? I mean, this is probably something I should have asked in the beginning. I mean, you might have answered this, but like, what were some of the inspirations that kind of led you to writing this? You know mm. what what prompted you to go like I. This is what I want to what I want to do. This is the story that I want to that I want to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, of course, pulling back, you know, it's a whole stew. Like Vic was saying, we grew up on Jackie Chan movies. We were all like love, you know, Hong Kong movies and all the action comedies that you know came out of Asia because it had such a different flavor and and style too that was you didn't see. But also appreciate you know a lot of action comedies that were here. And uh, for me, honestly, it just came from the feeling because I was uh, feeling burnt out. You know, I had done film and martial arts at an early age and going into film, you know, kind of, you deal with a lot of BS and a lot of, uh, you know, maybe stuff you didn't, it was like, this is not what I signed up for. And, you know, kind of like you learn yeah. the, you learn the darker <laughs> side and the nuts and bolts that it's just not as exciting. And so I was feeling personally burnt out. So I wanted to kind of just start to explore that feeling and like, how come I really loved making movies at one age, but it's just not really, you know, not the same anymore. And same with martial arts, I kind of tapped into those feelings. So it's really about, that journey of these characters kind of rediscovering their roots and what that means. So it started with the story and feeling of the characters first before, you know, setting out like, Oh, let's do an action comedy. Like I just came up with this idea of, of these characters and just started thinking, yeah, that's, that's actually kind of funny because now they're faced with all these issues and that, and what would that look like in real life? And that's what we always want to kind of like keep, uh, you know, questioning ourselves when we were doing this, like, what does, does this feel real? 
and not mean like not mean like a documentary reel, but does it feel does it ring true? You know, does it feel like yeah. you know it feels like it it, it it it's it's a thing? You know, and so we always want to kind of follow along that. And you know, as you go with these these characters, you you definitely have that journey of them kind of rediscovering their roots. Did you have uh you know any eighties comedy influence in this movie? Because we had also mentioned that what was cool about this movie, even though it takes place in the now, mm-hmm. that it was like those eighties romantic comedy movies where weird or off, like not, it wasn't sports. That was the big thing that everybody gravitated towards like ski school, one crazy summer. They were all these like crazy different, different sports, yeah. right? Like yeah. one crazy summer was fucking regatta. Like that never mm-hmm. happened in my school. It was just sports, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Ski yeah. sc- Like even, uh, what was the other one? Uh, better off dead was skiing. Mm-hmm. Like that never <laughs> happened by me. It was just always sports, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so this movie has that eighties feel where it's just like, and even the karate kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's in California, so like they don't even talk about football. They don't talk about anything. It's fucking karate, right? In this movie, it's kung fu, and it's that's the thing that builds in the city that everybody understands that this is the cool thing that everybody's into in this area, right? Like I thought that was interesting. So did that come into play at all? The the eighties comedies and rom coms. Yeah, I think it's all part of it. I mean, that's kind of where I grew up watching movies. I, I didn't set out to say, here's an homage or here's the thing that we were like, <laughs> yeah. you know, really trying to, uh, to, to mimic or, or tribute to, but it was just like, that's the stuff we kind of grew up with. I think mm-hmm. what it is is like, I really loved the kind of character based comedy because it was always like, you kind of knew the characters and the comedy came from the situation and, 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 and that, that world and how the characters interact, you know? Uh, whereas, you know, maybe some more of the modern stuff, it's a little more maybe jokey or a little bit more like, uh, we were just talking about this the other day. It almost seems to be based on, uh, like cringe, like kind of situations that are awkward and then yeah. you kind of stew in it, which is, which is funny. But, you know, in terms of this movie, it like, it just felt like the characters were always in these situations and they always had to behave and, you know, Hing always has to like put on a strong face. He's got a front and all those things. So that's, is always funny to me. And so we kind of let the characters kind of interact with each other and see what happens. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The, the thing with Hing was, yeah, he's kind of a comedic relief in it, like mm-hmm. not fully to because Carter's more like that. Mm-hmm. But I love the scene uh, with um, with Hing and uh, what was the other guy's name? Um, Jim. Jim, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his his diner scene. I guess that was a mm-hmm. diner. Mm-hmm. I love that scene when he's talking about how he had to free, like how he had to do the free health care, but he just didn't show up to help Sifu that one time and never went back. I was like, oh shit. Every single one of these guys is scarred, mm-hmm. like deeply from the same relationship, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously that big twist at the end when you find out that like Danny actually struck Sifu mm-hmm. and those guys didn't know, like I loved those parts. To me, they're, yeah, me those too. are the things that build like, to me in this film built the heart of the story. Like, yeah, there's the action, there's the, the funny stuff, but the relationships and those conversations tell so much more about each person. Um, I guess that leads me to my next question is how much of the original script was what we got on screen? Like, did you, because the, the, you know, the time took 10 years to make this film. How much of the editing of the original script did you do? Uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to say because the whole process when you, uh, write the script, but then you start filming it and they add actors ad lib and you, you, you even come up with ideas on set, you know, I'll throw some lines and I'll, I'll, I'll have them do different things as well. And then when you edit, you start shuffling and you start moving scenes around and you kind of play with all that. Uh, so it's a whole kind of process, uh, in terms of like the pages. Yeah. There were a lot of scenes that were deleted, a couple of scenes that were deleted, uh, that revolved around kind of jam at the MMA, uh, 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 gym and, and all that stuff. So there's a bunch of like little threads that we kind of just ended up streamlining uh, to be where, what you have in the final film. And uh, yeah, it's a tricky thing because I think it's also just finding that through line for all the characters and Danny being kind of the that main through line for all these guys is again, like you're saying, all these three guys are scarred in their own way and they and they kind of behave like guys with each other. It's it's a, this is what the other thing we say is like. Uh, it's a guy movie and a guy movie in the sense it's about these guys who are just like their own toxicity, you know, they have the to, worst enemy. they have to, <laughs> the worst enemy. Yeah. It's just not just like, cause women actually, we've got great feedback from women who love to see the movie and there's a lot of eye candy for them as well. But you know, there's, you know, they, they really relate and 
one one woman was like, I just love seeing guys behave like dumb guys because there's something really ridiculous about these guys. They're infantileness. But again, like you're saying, yeah, they're trying to work through all these things. And all these guys, and they relate to each other, and they have falling out, and they fall out from Sifu in different ways. Like yeah. you're saying, like one is lashes out, but the other one just straight up, you know, vanishes, ghosts on them. And that yeah. happens, right? And, you know, and then, and that seems to happen among guys a lot. You know, we kind of just don't call each other or we just kind of let, let things kind of like fall off. Uh, and that's kind of the, the way we operate. And this is what you see in the movie. What was the, what was your favorite improv that you left in the movie? Uh, there's so many. Uh, a lot of stuff in the funeral was really funny to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, they tell a funny story, Matt and Ron, because, uh, we, we had a single camera, so we start shooting Ron and Danny's side first. And so Ron just started throwing all these insults at Matt <laughs> on the other side. And then Matt's That's just so like good. flustered, right? And, and Matt's a really funny, you know, guy. If you follow his, his, his show, Into the Dojo, he's a really funny guy, but he was off camera and he just could not come back. He didn't have the right zingers. And, uh, and he said he was nervous, very nervous. That was his first day on set, you know. And, uh, so then we break for lunch. And then we flip over the camera to get ready to shoot uh, Carter's side. And Matt tells a story. Like, during lunch, he would just go off in the corner by himself, just stew. And he'd just start figuring out, like, all these type of comebacks, stuff he could, like, throw back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell him nice. this and that and that. So he had a whole laundry list. So by the, time, by the time we came to camera on, on Carter, like, he started rattling off all these insults. There are a lot of, like, alt, alt takes, like, in terms of you would call uh, uh, Hing, you know, you look like a – Godzilla, uh, you look like an extra in a Godzilla movie. Godzilla movie. And so yeah. it's like, yeah. he just had all these alternative <laughs> takes and just, and he had just a bunch of them. And Ron would be chat, yapping back and they just started like, and so we had all these great lines. And so eventually you just for flow and time, you have to kind of like decide and pick, but we had a lot of stuff to kind of go through and a lot of great oh, stuff yeah. to pick through. So was, was the line that Carter said about when his Sifu said, you're not that strong. And Carter was like, no, you're right. I'm not that strong. Was that improv or was that, that scripted? That was an improv line. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. fucking yeah. hilarious. That's so I good. love that line. That, that was we so were good. laughing at that. Yeah. I remember him doing it. And then for some reason, I just didn't clock that later on in editing. And we were just scrubbing through and I saw him do it again. It was like, okay, that has to go in. Oh, I'm so glad. About that's it, it's great. That, it's such a throwaway <laughs> line, right? Yeah. 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 It was just so a little perfect. thing to himself that we, we kind of missed, uh, but we thankfully we got it, got into the movie. Yeah, but it was so much character. <laughs> mm-hmm. That one, like that he did it in character. character <laughs> yeah. Where he's, he wants to be this asshole, right? Because yeah. he's been wronged by the yeah. three tigers. Yeah. But at the heart of it, he's not a bad guy, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. he's very, he's actually, he was probably really humble with all these other kids. You could, when he's oh, yeah. teaching mm-hmm. before Hing shows up all beat up, yep. when he's teaching those kids, he's not a dick. He's not a, he's not a crease, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he, he's really, he really cares about what he's, so when he says that, it was so fuck, it was so in character. I'm so happy that you told us that was improv because that was like one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. lines. Yeah, That's so, so awesome. Good. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of those things, like in all the ways they're 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 trigger warnings for each other. Like you know, they're fine being in their own lane, living their lives, and that's the thing. But when they kind of come back in the room together, they all start like you know, they're little like they were seventeen funny. again, exactly, yeah, like, and they trigger yeah. each other in that in that way, and that's the fun part of watching. Oh, God, that's so, yeah. that's so great. That's so great. That line, I'm so glad you found that line because that line is that line. We 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 just laughed out loud. We're like, we, when oh we were God. reviewing the movie last night, it just popped back into my head, and I I had to talk about it in the review because man, that was such a good line. That was such yep. a great line. Yep. Um. So we're almost at an hour here. Um. We'll try to get you out in an hour, but we uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back around. What we do is we we do this. Um, what we call the big finish, basically, mm-hmm. and what it is is we ask three questions of, um, and they're all the same questions, and uh, it's interesting to see what everybody's different answers are. So, BJ, you want to start that? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> okay, about who is your all time favorite character, and it could be from any genre. Oh wow, character. Yeah, any character. Oh gosh. Um, like, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, it's a really hard. I mean, the answer, the caveat is the answer could change every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Corleone is. Michael Corleone. We've okay. never gotten that. 
We've that's, never gotten oh, that's, that. Yeah. That's a new one. Um, yeah. Okay, so Michael Corleone, what what kind of birthday gift would you get Corleone? <laughs> well, at what age? Uh, has he has it he gone to college matter. or doesn't you know, matter? Is, is doesn't, he Godfather yet? He's oh, a Godfather. He's a Godfather. 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 Oh, he's Godfather. Man. What do I yeah. get the dawn? Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what would you get him? Um, maybe a get out of free jail, get a jail free card or <laughs> free something. Free card? Oh god! <laughs> right. Yeah, you would need that. Yeah, exactly. Bulletproof vest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, what are you watching on TV right now? Like, what's your? What are you binging right now? Because that's a big thing. Yeah. That's been around. So, what are you? I know you're busy. Um, but you know, what are you what's watching right now? Yeah. Uh, I'm not binging, but I am watching uh, Reservation Dogs. Uh, it's uh, on FX and Hulu. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, is that the Taika Waititi mm-hmm. show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. So we usually do follow up questions. I haven't seen that, so I have no okay. fucking clue how to follow that question up. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the main character? Who's the main character on that show? Uh, the main character, I believe, it's called. Uh, his name is Bear. 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 Okay. Yeah. I know nothing about Bear, but let's try to do this. Okay. Um, if Bear was on Friends, who would he be dating? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably Aniston. Yeah. Okay. okay. Rachel. Okay. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And here's the last one. Okay. So this probably changes for you as well because it does for me all the time. But mm-hmm. right now, at this particular time. What are your top three movies of all time? Mm. Well, since we're on the Corleone tip, I'll say Godfather. Um, two, that Aliens. Oh, yes. that's a really good one. Uh, number three. Uh, all because this was one of the inspirations for the Paper Tigers, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh, that's a good movie. That's a really good one. I That's don't think really anyone's good. ever said that one. That was an inspiration for yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Well, like we yeah. kind of that was kind of our pitch. Like we wanted to do for kung fu movies what Shaun of the Dead did for zombie movies. Ah, ah well, gotcha. It 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 was definitely a refreshing take, you know, on yeah. a martial arts film. That's for sure. Especially with everything now, like everything wants to be bigger and grander, mm-hmm. and this literally takes place over two days. Does mm-hmm. it take over, mm-hmm. over two days? Yeah, yeah that's because Danny gets knocked out twice in one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so before we let you go, Bow, and thanks to you again for spending so much time yeah. with us. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, before you said yes, um, our logo has stick figures in it, right? Like I drew the stick figures. Mm. We can't – we're not artists, so I thought it would be funny to – make a stick figure logo. So what we do every time with our guests is we give them a stick figure. So um for our podcasting audience, I'm going to I'm going to show this gift to you um right now if I can find it. There we go. And I'm going to share this with you and I'm going to put this in an email as well. All right. Hey. <laughs> a lot going on there. Yeah. So okay. like I said, the hat would, you know, I was, I was, it was really good that you wore that hat. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's dope. Worked out. So right on. I'm going to need you to describe to our podcasting audience what you're seeing there. Um, I'm seeing this blue lost jitsu hat on a, uh, very accurate face with accurate eyes. <laughs> <laughs> My stick figure has yeah. slanted eyes too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and he's got a shirt. Almost seems to be reminiscent of a police story. Yes. Right. I was waiting to see if you oh, got okay. that. There you go. That was like, I was trying to clock that. Uh, he's got pants. He's got a knee brace, which I'm, I guess is an homage to Hang. And those shoes are Jim's shoes in the movie, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Those took forever to find because I had no fucking clue they were wrestling shoes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I could not find those shoes. I typed in like everything into uh, Google. I knew there were Adidas from like some of the promo shots. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, Adidas basketball shoes, high tops. Nope, nothing. And then I just started (laughs) saying like Adidas lines all over the shoe. And then this one thing popped up and I found it. I was like, wrestling shoes? What the shit? Nice. Nice. So. And uh, yeah, and just to speak on the background, it is the clan seal of these three tigers as their kung fu yes. family uh crest if you will uh that's uh on the background of that so there's your there's your official chew on this uh I stick figure that Thank we you. give to every guest 
that comes on that is nice enough to uh, let us interview them and and um, yeah, thanks again for spending so much time yeah, with us and such really a quick turnaround too. Hey. And I can't wait for your second movie. I can't oh, wait. Yeah, we're huge fans. <laughs> I don't think it's going to take you know ten years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, uh, we're we're huge fans of the movie. Now we're huge fans of you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and uh, is there anything that you want to tell the audience as far as like where to find you, your handles, all that good stuff? Anything to plug as well? Yeah, like I said, uh, we're all on Amazon, iTunes, uh, Netflix, obviously, uh, Blu-ray, DVD. You can, if you purchase the Blu-ray, DVD, or purchase on uh, iTunes, you have like these bonus special features. Uh, so we have the deleted scenes. We have the uh, oh. uh, you look like an extra in a Godzilla movie line. You know all those stuff. The Carter outtakes is there uh, behind the scenes. Uh, so that's uh, could be a nice treat for everybody. Uh, please support the film if you love it. Share the news and, and you know really this is kind of our grassroots uh, campaign. You know we don't have these big mega Marvel dollars dollars. So everyone <laughs> that can speak to it or speak up for it uh, is very appreciated. And uh, you know hopefully we can just kind of keep. Get the ball rolling. We'll be out, uh, still screening. Like we'll go in all these appearances and, and screenings. So we're going to Phoenix, uh, next week and we're going to DC and Orlando in a couple weeks. Uh, so you can catch all our schedule, figure out where to catch us, where to, uh, watch the movie, even uh, on our website, thepapertigersmovie.com so and cool. follow us on our socials. Come to uh, Sacramento. Come yeah. To Sacramento. That's where we, we were are. there. We were there in a couple, uh, a couple, like a month ago. Dang were you it. really? Yes. We were at, um, Fuck. we were at the Angelica Tower. Oh, oh my man, god! That would have been dope. Fucking Netflix. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if they put it out two weeks earlier, holy shit, we could have had a face to face. Oh Fuck. yeah, we're working on it. I think um, uh, no promises yet, but we talked. We were talking to some people at Elk Grove, right? Oh uh, shit, so that's right down. Might, the, that's, that's a little bit that's down south. Twenty south minutes of me. away. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. might, we might we might swing around. So never say never. We're we're oh. still going strong. Oh. We're doing a tour. Oh, I'll definitely awesome. be there. I'll definitely yeah, be there if sure. you're going to down sure. there. Awesome. Val, thank you so much. We really appreciate this. Uh, it's been awesome talking to you. All right on. Thanks for having me. It was a great chat. Well, that was episode 340 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast on BJ. Vic. And. Val. <laughs> Till next time, folks. Chew on that. Later. <laughs>